0: Sports Podcast. I said, welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Ruther, welcome, to, welcome, to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey. No chill no.
2: Good morning, Andrew T. Reuther. Good
1: morning, man.
2: How's it going out there?
1: It's good. It's it's uh it's good. It's it's the heat wave is here. I'm sure you've seen some things about a lot of the country. I haven't. You have
2: it's been hot here, but uh
1: no, I did not. I saw a hundred million Americans are affected. Wow. So it's kind of like Midwest East coast is just all.
2: Now, would you say you're affected? Were you affected by the heat?
1: Dude, it sucks. Like it's the humidity, you know how it is. It's that humidity where I like, I made the comment yesterday and definitely not the right audience. Uh, Cause you know, I, I, I help, I volunteer at this place on a Wednesday, this charity and it's, it's older, older white men. And I made the con it was cause we have to work outside and you know, you're just sweating your nuts off. Like, I mean, where your whole body is just covered. And I said, well, guys, when I looked at today's weather, it just said AIDS and not a, mm. not, no, no one even laughed. No one even mm-hmm. smiled. Uh, I guess white dudes in their seventies don't find the AIDS jokes funny.
2: Yeah. That's, uh, (laughs) this is remarkably similar to my brother, John. John literally just got kicked out of a bar in Venice for making a school shooting joke. And, uh, he was like, it was funny. And I was like, I don't, I mean, listen, I was like, I do this professionally. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think school shooting jokes just randomly in bars. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the seven year old guy thing, but also AIDS. You just went AIDS. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure a, a 30 year old guy would have been like, yeah, AIDS. I it's a very you're you're very niche market about like a six year window of people who are like pre pre woke uh, youth and post like older man who's just like AIDS isn't funny because, uh, you know, you, they live through the AIDS epidemic. Well,
1: for me anything that's just like awful, I just say AIDS. Yeah. Like AIDS. You know, it's it's you know, this is nothing new. I mean, And no know, one
2: talks I mean that's the thing. It's like it's not even topical anymore cuz it's like eight you can live a full life with AIDS as I say all the time now. Yeah,
1: no one talks about it. But I you're right. So maybe I need to update that. Maybe maybe yeah, when I think
2: you do. Maybe when I'm having Don't a Don't update p- it with school shooter by the way. John is proof of that.
1: I need to know since you said Venice, which bar?
2: Oh, uh, well, he was at the bar at Scopa.
1: Okay, and what was his joke? Do you want to say it the, or not? The uh, well, yeah, he said he. Th- they
2: were talking about drinking, and he was like saying, "He's like drinking is the best. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you can you drink when you're happy, and it makes you happier. And you drink when you're sad, and it makes you happier. It's like no matter what your mood. And and the bar, apparently somebody at the bar was like. So the bar I was like, sounds like you drink to cope. And he's like, better than going and shooting up a school. Wow. That's pretty. Yeah.
1: That's like a, that's like a out of left field kind of joke.
2: Yeah. And I was like, and he's like, it's funny. I go, no, it's not like, doesn't even make any sense, dude. I go, does anybody cope by shooting? up?" He's like, well, you know, I just figured like you could always say it's better than shooting up a school. I was like,
1: well, you can't
2: because. And the bartender was like, that's it. You're out of here.
1: So you got kicked out for that.
2: Yeah. I'm sh- I'm certain,
1: Andy, there had to be other stuff going on.
2: I'm certain that this was the cherry on the fucking yeah. Sunday that he had been making John jokes the whole time. But I was like, how many bars have you been kicked out of now for, quote unquote, jokes? He's like, oh, no, like four or five. No way more than that. I mean, in, in L.A., in Venice, oh, okay. in Venice, Marina, he was kicked out. He's, he's banned from the chart house, which I think is now closed he's scopa i think he's i think he was kicked out of uh the whaler at one point the whaler maybe the whaler or something down i was, I he say, was kicked out of something if, down there you
1: got kicked out of the way wh- like you, those other places are nice places i can see him getting kicked out but like yeah. the whaler i mean i've seen i've been there many times just like you i've seen some of the people in the whaler yeah Next thing you know, you're going to tell me he got kicked out of Hanano or something.
2: No, no. He, I don't think he's been kicked out of Hanano. Hanano seems like his vibe. You walk in there, you're like, it's, it's hot as AIDS outside. Everybody's like, Andy!
1: <laughs> you want a burger? I wonder with inflation, is Hanano still selling that $5 turkey burger with chips?
2: I don't know. I haven't been in a little while. I I want to say it was 6
1: Was it 6 I mean, it was still cheap.
2: Yeah. It was it wasn't it wasn't a nine dollar hamburger that's for sure
1: no it was, it was a nice little go-to especially late night
2: yeah I love the Hanano burger
1: that was that was a good spot man yeah that was one of those spots where back in my drinking days that's a good spot to get like a nice cold pitcher of beer
2: shoot some pool drink some beer have a burger play the jukebox get a little free popcorn there you got the man. surf band on the 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 uh the guys that you volunteer with in the surf band on, on Sundays. Yeah. They play like Dick Dale shit.
1: Go home with a girl that might give you some weird thing like scurvy. Like that's the type of place that like, you're going to go home with a girl and you're like, dude, I got scurvy. You're like, what are you, did you go home with a pirate? You're like, yeah, dude, I met her at Hinano. She gave me scurvy. What was scurvy by the way? Was that just like, you didn't get enough nutrients?
2: Yeah. Something like, I think it's, yeah. not not enough vitamins in, in your shit.
1: I can see Goldberg getting scurvy. <laughs> like, Sadly, I won't be able to make
2: it to poker this week. I got scurvy. Like, dude,
1: he How's doesn't need happen? anything healthy. Yeah.
2: Like, well, I'm pretty much just eating burgers and waffles these days. Oh, well, waffles are good. Well, no, Eggo frozen waffles.
3: I the remember
2: a, he's older than me. He's a mid 40 year old man. He eats ego waffles regularly, <laughs> regularly.
1: I remember he's going to used...
2: call. He's going to call the show immediately. He's going to be in my, he, this, this is what Maddie does, by the way, he'll pretend like this never happened. And the next time I tweet anything about anything that he might, he'll just come in and then it'll, and then he'll admit like weeks later that it was all because I made fun of his ego waffles. That's next hilarious. time I post, next time I post something, you would be like, "Fuck you, you motherfucker! Brady's a fucking goat. You fucking hater!" And I'll be like, "What the fuck, dude?" And then I'll be like, "I'm sorry. Seven weeks ago on the podcast, you made fun of my ego eating. I was just holding on to it for a really long time. And actually, I did have scurvy when I was a teenager, so it hit a little <laughs> close to home.
1: I remember." Yeah. I remember he would talk about, uh, I always ask him if he ate vegetables in his line. always be like, does the broccoli and the orange chicken count from a Chinese restaurant? <laughs> you know how they give you like three tiny things of broccoli every Chinese restaurant when you get orange chicken? Which, by the way, no one ever talks about, for the record. Like, no one ever talks about what? The, the small proportion size of broccoli. When you get orange chicken, give some more broccoli.
2: You would think too that they'd be like, oh, we'll 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 be easy on the meat and we'll give you broccoli, that'll save us some money. And they're like, actually, when the meat is rat and the broccoli is real, it's
1: cheaper for us to give you the meat. I think you're right. Orange chicken. I mean, that's one of those. It's great. You're like, where is this coming from? Oh, yeah. Especially the place like Mao's Kitchen in Venice. That you know that that used I'm to be the go-to. I'm convinced
2: that Mal's kitchen is just homeless people. They're just serving us or they're just serving us dead homeless people.
1: Well, that fed me a lot, a lot yeah. of years. Especially I love Ma-
2: Mal's is great. The uh scallion pancake.
1: No, you love that. That's right.
2: Peasant's onion pancake. Yeah. I, like,
1: shit. I used to like their uh their, what, what noodles did I always get? I'd get their uh not their um, chow mein. Would be lo mein. Yeah, lo oh, mein with a bunch of beef. Everything there was good. I gave them a lot of money. Actually, if, if I looked at my time in Venice, Tokoya Organica really stepped up the ranks the last few years. But, but unbelievable. Over-
2: yeah. That's like me right now being like, I mean, in the last few years, I've probably spent more money on Eagles jerseys and anything like you tried to end their restaurant
1: because they didn't offer burritos when they first opened. First and of then,
2: all, I still say that's incorrect. It's I not where the very first time I went, I had a burrito. It's not that's incorrect. It. And second of all, you literally doxed them. You were like an original dot. You were like a it was like a barstool campaign. You're like, go on there, Yelp, and say that they're cocksuckers. And you're like, what? No, it worked. Have fucking burritos. It
1: worked because they started adding burritos. And then I became a patron. Although, it's very Kobe Bryant-esque for me. Like, I did a flip. Yeah. That's DMO. By the way, I just bought Bengals season tickets. Speaking of that, I'm excited. Get Randy Ruther in town.
2: No, you did not. Yeah, no, I didn't. I'm oh, kidding. my God.
1: I did think of Randy when I saw the Bengals are going to change the name they're one of three stadiums that do not have a corporate sponsor so they're gonna finally get some of that sponsorship money which they should you can owe joe burrow a lot of money yeah so all the the local cincinnati restaurants will be fighting for that
2: the cat cafe (laughs) what's the name of the cat cafe
1: perfect cat cafe
2: perfect stadium at paul brown field or whatever they're fucking <laughs> getting
1: or 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 the Bengals can call it what is the witch store named yeah like t- t- take your weird pick but we got big news right before the show big nfl news kyler murray signs an extension Big extension. Five years, 230 million, 160 mil guaranteed. And an average of 46.1 million. He's now the second highest paid quarterback. Behind?
2: Deshaun Watson? I don't even know.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It's Man, Desha- these
2: contracts are all just getting out of control. I mean, inflation, but also just sports. kind of, Like the idea... These guys like across sports are getting 40 plus million dollars a year. It's
1: insane. You with the market said that though, especially with the TV deals. I know, but
2: it's just so crazy. There's no way to like, there's no way to like comprehend it. There's no way like, Oh, what's, you know, one day I want to be an athlete that makes $50 million a year. It's like, guys turning down 400 million dollar contracts like it's bananas. Yeah, I mean we're pr- not that we're not that long ago where you know you get 20 25 million dollars a year was just like wow. Oh, I like are, it's, ha- it's happened like very quickly.
1: Those are those are bargain deals now. Yeah. It's happened quickly but again the amount of money coming into these leagues is just so much from these TV contracts. Yeah. Which that's this is an- the
2: last year for DirecTV, right? Correct. I think it's going to go Apple. I think a lot of the signs are. Pointing- That'd be fucking great because I'm already an Apple subscriber. It'd be nice to not have to subscribe. Although, let's be honest, wherever it goes, Mikey's going to subscribe and I'm going to take his password. Yeah, seriously. But I already have an Apple subscription, so a personal one.
1: I don't really fully understand it because they still haven't figured out how to do ratings with all the streaming, Yeah, which then affects ratings, which then affects – you would think it would affect the advertising revenue because if there's not as many viewers, because obviously there's so much competition right now for –
2: but again, th- this is the thing that all of the people that talk about all this shit all the time and get woke go broke, ratings are down, lowest ratings in All Star Game history, all this stuff. It's, it's all it all doesn't matter. It it literally does not matter. All that matters, let's say Apple gets it. If Apple pays X amount, and then they see X amount of people come over and pay. However many dollars to subscribe to their service, and it exceeds that, then they win. Yeah, and and it, they don't care if all those people buy it and then zero people watch it. They don't care. They literally don't give a single
1: fuck. I would like to see how they quantify it from return. That's on what. Investment. That's the same
2: thing with the NFL. The NFL doesn't care because the NFL is selling deals to espn selling deals to abc cbs all these things it's on the the network then to sell their ads sure to pay for it the nfl doesn't give a shit
1: and obviously they are they wouldn't give those large sums of money right right yeah but back to the quarterback money and kyler Mm -hmm. murray and all these guys it's you know it is to the point Who's going to be the first team or the first quarterback where they say, look, man, we're not doing this. So take Kyler Murray, for example. I like Kyler Murray. You like Kyler Murray. He's played three seasons, man. You know, it's like, where is his, I don't know. Like to say he's worth that much on three seasons where he's played, he's played nice football. He's played really good football. He won rookie of the year. I'm just saying you're you're now leveraging all that money to him. And then again, before I even say, I'm going to cut myself off, actually, because the salary cap isn't real. So I don't even know why I'm saying this. I, I actually take back. It's like the salary cap. If it's well, not the real, the salary
2: cap isn't real because they give him $160 million up front. And now the rest of that gets spread out over his five years and it's not a fucking cap hit number and blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. All exactly. that shit. But the bottom line is you've got, you know, in the league today, you either think you're going for it or you think this quarterback is the guy that's going to help you build around it and you have to pay them. It, it To me, it's really, the question is going to be which team looks at themselves and is like, we're just not like, This isn't going to get it done. We can't build around this guy if we pay him all that money. I mean, that's where I mean, you're already kind of I mean, I guess a little bit. I mean, you know, the Browns bailed on Baker and went and got Deshaun Watson. Now they paid him that money. But like, it's not that long ago where I mean, Baker and fucking Kirk Cousins, like it's not that long ago where, you know, the the Browns don't want baker and a team like the vikings goes we'll give you four four, for 40 million come here did you prove anything in cleveland no but you should just come here and take 40 million so we're already seeing baker instead of what the vikings did and just backing up a brinks truck to a mediocre quarterback baker went and got traded for a fifth round pick
1: well let me ask this because now everyone is saying okay he just got all this money next on the chopping block as far as contract would be Lamar Jackson now Herbert and Joe Burrow have only played 2 years so they got probably at least one more full year before they really start negotiating what does like Lamar won an mvp so he's got that in his like he's got that as leverage when it comes to negotiating but yep. I'm gonna ask you this question. Yeah. And just answer it straight up. Who makes it to a Super Bowl if either does first? Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray?
2: I I I don't have a lot of faith in either of them making it to a Super Bowl anytime soon. Okay. Uh, I think that the the NFC West, I mean the Rams. Obviously, I've, I've lost some players because they're a money situation. But, you know, d- do I love the the Cardinals' chances uh, in a Niners, Rams, NFC West? I mean, obviously, we're going to have a Seattle rebuild. Um, but do I love their chances? I think I think that, you know, last year they played really, really well for a while. And look what happened. I just don't, you know, I don't see them getting to a Super Bowl.
1: No, I don't either. uh, Anytime
2: soon. Um, I, I think, I think the thing with the Ravens and this goes back to kind of the, like the same kind of thoughts that I always, always had about Russell Wilson, which is the Ravens team as a franchise and Harbaugh, And just in general, they've, When has their success been them throwing the ball 60 times a game, you know, putting up 40 points. Like they had that season a couple of years ago. How did it work out for them? You know, as opposed to, Hey, uh, defensive coach, defensive minded. Like if I'm going to spend the money, spend the money on not surrounding this guy with weapons and not trying to make this offense go, but play defense, control the ball and can you do that if you, if you go hand Lamar Jackson, 50 million, I think that's a totally different thing. And I was just talking about this with a Packers fan friend who, um, you know, I was like, what, what's your feelings on, on, you know, the Packers. And he's like, I just don't know. And I was like, to be totally honest with you, I like it. I like letting Devonte Adams go when you have a quarterback that's as good as Aaron Rodgers. Don't spend the money. Let him get, he's Aaron Rodgers. Let him turn a guy you've never heard in, never heard of into 80% of Devontae Adams's production for 5% of his money. And then get get a defense that can stop people, get an yeah. offensive line that can protect him. When you have these quarterbacks, and then you've also got to surround them with weapons, then you're gonna get into a situation and you you see it like in the Kansas City Tampa Super Bowl, we're like suddenly Mahomes isn't protected. Yeah. Or they're not stopping anybody on defense. Sure. And if you have a great, great, great quarterback, you know, I know, get, you know, drink Eli Manning mentioned drink, but go let him turn Victor Cruz into a fucking Pro Bowler.
1: I would not have given Kyler Murray this money in the same token. I would not give Lamar Jackson this type of money. Those guys.
2: I just, I think that you have two different situations. I think if you don't give Kyler Murray this money, what are you?
1: Well, well, but, but it's their style of play though. Yeah. You, you, you say, what are you? But to me, it comes down to a game of chicken and obviously you're negotiating. The chicken is dude. You're still going to show up. Are you really going to pass up
2: money? They are. Of course they are. Juan Soto just turned out four hundred forty million dollars.
1: I think it's a idea- little different because because Major League Baseball is guaranteed, and Juan Soto knows it's different in that regard. He knows a team out there will pay that much, if not more. He knows that. He knows. But
2: we've that. we've seen we've seen these guys. I think the idea of our, a game of chicken. Yeah, you're gonna like. I think the players will sit out now. I think the thing. I think the thing with uh, the Cardinals is if you look at the Cardinals' history. This is at least something. They're heading in some direction. They've gone all in on this quarterback. They've gone all in on this coach. They've gone all in on this style. This is an effort to be something, anything. So that's the justification, I think, if you're a Cardinal executive or if you're a Cardinal GM. This is, okay, this is who we are. For good or for bad, we're going to make it try to happen. If you're the Ravens, you can be a lot of things besides the Lamar Jackson show, in my opinion, when you look at John Harbaugh's history, when you look at the kind of defensive players they've put out there, when you kind of, when you look at the different styles, I mean, they went with Joe Flacco running the ball, the occasional fucking bomb playing defense. Like you don't need this. Ravens fans are going to show up to games. No matter what, they're rabid fans. True. You have a personality. You don't need Lamar Jackson to get Ravens fans there. Ravens fans three years ago are wearing fake beards and showing up as Joe Flacco.
1: And a lot of Ravens fans aren't going to like to hear this, but I'm just going to say it. Joe Burrow is just so much better. He is. And I know people will say, well, Lamar won an MVP and that's great. I just think like the stock right now, if you look at that division, And how many times Burrow got hit last year and sacked and still put out the insane numbers. I I just think – I don't know. I agree with you. I, I think you have to put money around him in a defense, in a run game, in protection. But they're gonna be—they're gonna pay him. I think you're right. I think they're gonna pay him. And
2: see, the thing is, you know, they probably will because I think that's the lead today. But listen, Harbaugh is—you know—he went to—he went to Lamar Jackson and went. You remember the basic ass offense they were playing at first in the in the very first half season that obviously was a disaster. Come playoff time. Sure. But he's he's always been quick to be like, I'm going to make a move before. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what pressure Harbaugh gets from the fan base, from the GM, from the people who just care about tickets and money and whatever. But, like, I wouldn't well, be surprised if Jim Harbaugh was like, no.
1: Well, we'll look at it this John way, Harbaugh, Sorry. I, I just mentioned Burrow. Look, that's the Bengals division right now. Say what you want. The Bengals went 6-0. and I know they... They didn't crush everybody as far as the regular season. They went 10 and seven last game, whatever. They didn't play starters. So let's say 10 and six. But my point is this they crushed everybody. Sorry, they went five and one. They lost again that last game to Cleveland. Again, not counting that. My point is this, Joe. Like the Bengals are the team with the number on, it, but they're also the team with, I would argue, the most swag in that division. Like the reason I'm bringing this up is. I think there's legitimate pressure on Lamar Jackson this year because I think there was already pressure with how they got destroyed both times by the Bengals last year. Again, Burroughs playing so well, you have a but contract the NFL is So
2: it's like from year it, to year, I agree. I mean, people, everybody had the Bengals finishing last, last year. And now no, I everybody agree. has the Bengals finishing first. So,
1: but but I don't even know. I agree. Like, I I don't know if the Bengals are going to finish first. And I'm not even saying that. What I'm saying is I just feel that there is legitimate pressure on Lamar Jackson to perform this year under this contract season because he does, like, he was, quote, unquote, the guy in that division. Now it's like, yeah, you ain't the guy anymore. Yeah. Or you need to prove that you're still the guy, so to speak. And obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson in that division. You keep hearing things. The latest report is that, He will sue, very Tom Brady-esque, probably a smart legal tactic. The report this week is that he would sue through a federal lawsuit if he was suspended for a year. Okay. Which would then just draw out his suspension, kind of like Brady. Again, a quick reminder, Brady ended up playing a full season until he actually sat from the flake gate because he sued because then you can just keep kicking the can down the road, so to speak. That's the report is that he will sue, which, again, I probably read too much on this. They keep going back to eight games. Right. Because he, he won't sue if that happens.
2: Right. That's my prediction, eight and a half games.
1: Do you think anybody will have interest in Jimmy Garoppolo now that the 49ers have said, Hey, you can seek a trade. You can look into things with your agent. Where would Jimmy G go? We saw the market for Baker Mayfield and it wasn't high.
2: Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, like
1: at this point, where does he go?
2: I mean, I would think that if that's the, if that's the asking price for quarterbacks these days, that there would be like here here's what I would so say. So he would
1: he would get real quick to hop in, he would get like twenty it's around like twenty five or twenty-six million this year, I believe.
2: Okay. From
1: a team, which is a lot of money still.
2: Right. I mean, I don't know. I still I'm just looking around the league. It's like the the teams that the teams where you could say, Hey, come and you know, have an opportunity, like, I don't know, like New Orleans. I was gonna just going to
1: say that. I was they're just going gonna to say, him, though, right. I think that, I think the saints win more games with Jimmy G than they will with James Winston. Well, I mean, of
2: yes, of course, of course. Is that, but, an, an, but an, they like, already spent the money, right? They get, they gave James the money, which is, they didn't,
1: they didn't give James that much, did they? They didn't give him nothing. I think they gave him $20 million. No. I think he is. I think he doesn't have that much money as far as that contract. Two-year, $28 million. Yeah, so it's a lot less.
2: But they gave him $21 million, Oh, including a $14 million signing bonus.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know who would want Jimmy G at this point. I don't know where he'd fit. Seattle's going to let Geno Smith and drew lock do get out. Yeah. And it's not like Seattle has this stellar defense where Jimmy G can do his thing. If He went to new Orleans. He's got that defense. I think he's going to be kind of like a lame duck quarterback.
2: He's to be the Michael Conforto of football.
1: Yeah, I don't exactly get that reference.
2: He's just out of baseball. And it's just like been out of baseball the whole year.
1: He's still out of baseball? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be fascinating to see how it unfolds. I hate to put your boys on blast, though. Who's that? The Giants. Okay. I don't know if you looked at the rundown. Did you see this tweet? I did not see it. It was yesterday. It was from Warren Sharp. This is why this shows how bad the Giants have been. And I didn't realize it was this bad. His tweet says, not at any point, not in any season for the last five years, did the Giants have a winning record. They are the, oh, yeah. they are the only team in the NFL to not even have one week where they were above 500 in any of the last five years.
2: Yeah, I'm, that's not that's not surprising at all to me.
1: Like you guys never were re- even two and one at a certain point.
2: No, or- because we start off every year. Oh, and two every fucking year, e- every year forever. Oh, and two going back to that one season where they make, you know, they go a 10 and six or 11 and five, 11 and five, whatever it was, uh, and lose to the Packers, uh, every year. Oh, and two. And that's the thing they've gotten themselves back to 500 at points, They've gotten themselves to a game under 500 where they're fucking leading the division, but yeah, they've, no, I'm not surprised at that at all because they, they have, they have, I don't know the last time they won the first game of the year. If a giants team wins the first game of the year, I'll just, we'll have a parade. I just didn't now, realize it's been, now that I bad. think, I think this is going to be a good, this is going to be a good coach GM, uh, you know, pairing for the giants. And I think. things will start to change here, but it's going to be interesting to see what they're able to do this year. If they can be a winning football team this year, that's great. Cause you got to start somewhere.
1: Well, it's the end of the road or the fork in the road, so to speak for Daniel Jones.
2: Well, yeah, they didn't, they didn't pick up his option. And that's fine. And I'm totally on board with them playing Daniel Jones, uh, like starting him and being like, yes, he's our starting quarterback and let's see what he can do in a year where we need to make a decision. I'm totally fine with that. I believe I still believe in Daniel Jones um, because I think the the major issue with Daniel Jones is just turning the ball over and it's specifically fumbling and, um, but also you're not protected at all. I'm, I'm just, I'm just of the opinion. Like if you're not protected, like what am I judging you on?
1: It's been that bad though. We can't judge him at all. Yeah, kind of
2: because when he is protected, he looks really good. I mean, it's the same. Listen, I don't think anybody thinks, and I know everybody will be like injury, injury, injury. I don't think anybody thinks Saquon Barkley isn't really, really good. The guy's getting hit in the backfield. Every fucking play. It's like, what's the guy supposed to do? You know, uh, you just, like I just refuse. Now it doesn't mean you go ahead and you pay these guys based on like, we'll figure it out. But Daniel Jones, accurate, throws a good deep ball, very athletic, fumbles a lot when he gets hit, gets hurt a few times when he gets hit. But it's like those both fumbling and getting hurt. Testament to like, Guys are just in your face the whole fucking day. And not every quarterback can be a Manning that just fucking throws their cyborg on and just goes like stands up and plays 20 years with one continuous concussion.
1: They should really study that. Or they should, as far as what they did to make sure they stayed on the field.
2: Oh, I mean, I've heard and I I feel like it, I feel like it was out there for a minute and then got buried like maybe like I think I feel like it was uh it was like fucking uh what was his name Rob Delaney? It's like Rob Delaney's Kimmel set. It's just like been scra- scrubbed from the internet. There was like a thing where uh Archie Manning.
1: By the way, I've ha- seen that set.
2: I know it's unbelievable. <laughs> I love burritos. Sometimes I put them in my glove box and I eat them. And they're good.
1: That was a set, and I don't like to shit on comics because I know how hard it is. Well, that that's w-
2: okay because we're not—you're not shitting on a comic.
1: You're shitting on a Twitter avatar. But that was a set where you felt uncomfortable watching it, and then you oh. think about the
2: actual crowd, and then you think about the process. The pro- like, imagine the um, imagine the managers and agents and producers and and fucking, I mean. YouTube accounts and what to get it wiped from the internet
1: bro I got it right here
2: but it's on like some budget ass site right or is it like did it find its way back to YouTube
1: bro it's on YouTube
2: no <laughs> it was gone for a long time
1: it's t- <laughs> let me just play some of this it's titled Funniest man on Twitter bombs on Jimmy alive oh the internet is savage can I play a little of this Sure I, I, again, I, I know nothing going in, but it's five minutes. But let's just play some of it. Welcome
3: back. Our next guest is an exceptionally funny man. You can see him live here in Los Angeles at Largo on March 1st, and you owe it yourself to follow his exceptionally funny work on Twitter. Please welcome Rob Delaney.
1: Well, see, that's that's the first caveat, dude. Yeah. You're you're getting introduced again. Not I'm not want to shit on people, but when one of your plugs is your Twitter account, oh. I'm actually excited to play this. He's in a full suit.
0: Hello there. How are you, everybody? Nice to see you all. Thank you. Uh, Did you guys have a good day? I did. I had tacos for lunch. I had like seven or eight of them. I had a restaurant called Tacos Por Favor. If you guys don't speak Spanish, that means tacos are fantastic and you should eat them at every opportunity. After I ate my tacos, I went outside and I saw a cop sitting across the street and he was eating a taco. And I knew that he was happy because he was experiencing what I just had. And uh, then all of a sudden a criminal Came down the street and did a U-turn right in front of the cop. Just an angry, brazen U-turn—the kind of like an arsonist or a counterfeiter would do.
1: So, so let me just hop in here. So we're at a minute eight seconds. So cut like eight seconds. And so for- far, tacos,
2: por favor, is tacos are delicious and <laughs> you should eat them all the time.
1: There's not a single joke.
2: That was the joke. That's the one you missed. He did a he. He doesn't know Spanish. He's
1: well i know that's the joke yeah (laughs) but let's get through a few more of these
0: and the cop was like what do i do i got a taco and so he just took his fist and he just he went honk and then he goes knock it off i didn't even yell it he just said it but i heard it because i was close enough and he was like that'll do protect and serve Um, I'm not just a uh, taco guy. I was uh, driving down (laughs) the street the other day and I saw a really fun billboard. It was like a crudely drawn horizon like a little kid would draw and then it had a sunrise coming out of it. So I was already happy. A lot of ads are like, you're garbage, throw some more money in the trash. But this one was just a sunrise and it wasn't a normal sun it was a pepperoni pizza. So it was just like, so the ad worked. I pulled over right away and I ate two pizzas without assistance. I don't keep hot pizzas in my car. I mean, I went to a restaurant I ordered them, but, uh, I do keep peanuts.
1: silence. I mean, I mean right now (laughs) we're, we're at two minutes and six seconds, dead silence. They're like,
2: cause they're like, are you, are these, where are the punchlines or he's, are you just breezing through them? He's like, yeah, I kind of am. I'm just going the thing. And then I eat uh, pizzas and then I eat them. And then, you know, you put them in your face, you shove them in your face hole. He's like, he's like a mad libs of like a, a mid late 2000s aughts comedians. Like I say things like face hole and sports ball and fi- put the pizza in my face hole and just smash it. Put a burrito in my. Trunk and a cop's like, oh
1: rats, you will get you. I gotta read some of these comments from YouTube. Wait, we First, gotta keep going. You, you by really? the way, this is
2: all I never even got to finish my point about Archie Manning being scrubbed from the internet, but I will <laughs> after we're fin- after we listen to Rob Delaney.
1: You want me to finish it?
2: Yeah, but we'll play one more. There's one where I think he, he goes back to tacos. He puts no the tacos, he doesn't. I know he, he doesn't. I think he like forgets that he puts tacos in his glove box or something like that.
1: All right, let's try literally to goes
2: this. tacos. Bur- he goes ta- he goes tacos pizza i think he's got some other food products
3: coming
0: peanut butter in my car My my wife won't let me keep it in our house because I eat it like a monster, like somebody who's trying to commit suicide with peanut butter, and it's upsetting to watch. So I eat it in my car. I keep peanut butter in my car. I keep two jars of it in the glove compartment. And what I'll do is I'll pull under an on-ramp to the highway near where we live, and I'll just park under there and I'll just eat it like a fat spy (laughs) with my pants around my ankles. Um, there's also, uh, some woods near where we live and what I'll do, there's a shed in these woods and I'll go in there and I'll just eat in the shed where nobody can see me the way that I eat. It's just like not okay. in polite society. Deposit for. first. I, I was at a,
2: he, at the time, I think he's moved to England, but at the time he lived in Los Angeles, no woods, no shed. This is all. It's just, just a, the entire five minutes of fictional food eating. Did he eat? Seven or eight tacos? No, he didn't. Did that was, Did that cop thing happen? No, it did not. Did he eat two pizzas in a row after seeing it on a billboard? Absolutely not. Has he ever sat under an overpass eating peanut butter? No. Is there a shed in the woods? No. The, this is going to be a great segue into the Derek Jeter, the captain discussion that I've the conspiracy theories that I've already put up on dirty slides where they're just making up completely fictional things. But Man, like literally everything he said so far, Not based in truth whatsoever.
1: Let me ask this.
2: I would have moved to England if I did that set on late night too.
1: Yeah, like I'm I'm debating this out loud. Is this the worst set that's ever been on TV? I bet you it's close. Like it's gotta be up there. I mean, I bet you there's gotta be there's gotta be some guys that got themselves
2: on like Carson in the 80s who were doing like fucking knock knock jokes and shit. But so
1: this is 2013 is when this set was I got to read some of these comments the first one says so and then in all caps this is why he came to the UK to make a shitty sitcom (laughs) the second comment keeping this on the internet forever despite all of Delaney's efforts is a public service (laughs) you know it's especially bad when late night shows like these tell the audience to ramp up the laughter Before the comic comes on. Oh, yeah, they kind of did do that. Eating food is a great bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, he's just getting destroyed. Yeah, people know and people are commenting on how this was. Supposedly trying to be scrubbed from the Internet. (laughs) Here's a good comment. This is actually making me angry. (laughs) <laughs> boy he just barrows b- sorry barrows not barrows boy he just barrels right through that deafening silence huh it just keeps on going good for trying bro but confidence can only get you so far
2: anyway oh. this came up because <laughs> my point was there was at one point a video
1: Hold on a second. He literally had to go and witness protection because his stand-up set was so bad. He had to move to the UK. Yeah. Like, think about that.
2: He's like, I'm going to take my one and a half million Twitter followers and go to Britain and see if they have not seen it. He's like, I've scrubbed this from all of the internets, but specifically, I focus on Europe. Now I need to find an English-speaking country in Europe that loves tacos. Anyway, you were saying there was there was at one point and I feel like it might have even been Archie and Peyton sitting next to each other in some sort of thing. It was like some sort of offseason thing. But at one point, Archie gave like the top five, like he didn't list it like that. It wasn't that. But he was like, oh, it's a couple of things from my career, you know, because he was Mr. Scramble around fucking wild man. Sure. That he learned about not getting hurt and that he passed those on, that they were like some of the most important things that he taught his sons about being a quarterback, which was, um, and, and, and I have not been able to find this video since I feel like they went full Rob Delaney and scrubbed it from the internet. Cause Peyton and Eli were probably like, dad, let's not teach every kid in the world how to survive. Like it's kind of our thing is that we never get hurt. But one of them was like, When a guy's when you're like the step up in the pocket throw, you'll see a lot of the thing. They were they kind of like short arm the ball and then turn their shoulder in to like accept the contact. And Archie was like, that was something I learned. It was like you can throw a pick and it'll it'll hurt your team in the short term. But if you get caught like extending your arm and take a hit and you tear a rotator cuff, it hurts your team for seasons of time uh it was it was all these things about just like how to how to take hits how to get thrown to the ground how uh, essentially how to even if it hurts you in the short term how to just stay alive and not get concussed and not get your arms hurt or your fingers hurt and i swear rob delaney's pr team must've been hired by Archie Manning to take it down because I can't find it anywhere. But at one point he, he just laid out. He's like, if you do these five things, it like greatly reduces your chances of like having a season ending injury.
1: Yeah. Well, he was absolutely abused. Oh, another thing was
2: like, you know, another thing is you, 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 this is something that the both Manning brothers were criticized a lot in the long, in the short term and, or over the course of their career. And but they always did it. It's like when guys would be down around their legs in the pocket, just go down. They would just lay down. Yeah. And and people would always be like, Eli gets literally touched and he falls down. It's like, it's that moment where you're trying to get away. And some guy's got your ankle and some other guy comes in and now you've torn your ACL.
1: So they, they mentioned in that lock podcast, they, they, they mentioned obviously, because he took over Peyton Manning, but they mentioned that and they mentioned Archie, teaching him because of kind of what you're saying. They, they mentioned that, which I found fascinating about, look, he was abused when he played for the saints. So he tried to teach his kids and obviously it started with Peyton. Hey. And they talk about that. Like, dude, take the sack.
2: And it, and it's, you know, it's a great example. Like one of the great Eli Manning, you know, self-awareness, like be aware of the moment. Cause I used to criticize uh, Philip Rivers. I remember it was like a, It was like a week 17 game, or it might've been a first round playoff game. And I remember, I, I wish I remember the exact situation because it was like the moment where I was like, Oh, Philip Rivers doesn't get it. And it was like fourth and 15 or something like that. There was like a holding penalty. And basically it was like, if you don't convert here, you, the game's over and he's back in the pocket and he's back in the pocket. He's back in the pocket. And no one thing. And like the internal clock goes off and he holds it for one more second. And then he just throws the ball out of bounds. And the the internal clock said, like, this is the point. If you're just sitting somewhere. Yeah. But wasn't aware of that. But wasn't aware that, like. You just threw it out of bounds. Turnover on down season over game over. Whereas Eli Manning, I mean, the the Super Bowl moment from the helmet catch. Is the one time in the career, in his career, he ever made that play because every other time somebody's got his shoulders and he's swinging around in the backfield. He goes down. He just lays down. Yeah. But in the Super Bowl, he's going, if we don't convert here, we lose the Super Bowl. So even if it costs me my ACL, I stay up and I fucking chuck the ball downfield and we fucking live to fight another down. And that's the thing. There was a there was a video out there at one point. That's of, crazy. Of Archie talking about, it, and now I can't find it anywhere.
1: Well, one last thing about it's in,
2: uh, that that video is in Arch, is in Rob Delaney's glove box with his peanut butter. That's where it's hiding. It's in the shed in the woods. It's in the shed in the woods.
1: You know, I never thought about
2: that. I go and I eat in the I eat burritos in the shed and I watch the Archie Manning video.
1: The look and I under, I understand that we we take all, my
2: food junk hole and I just fill it up with food junk.
1: We take creative liberty as performers as comedians like 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 you do that you do exaggerations you take creative liberty but you're right he's just making things up. There's a difference between taking some creative liberty and exaggeration and doing those things and just saying. That he's hiding in his car to eat peanut butter. So in his,
2: his in a fictional woods in Los Angeles.
1: His wife, yeah, his wife hates peanut butter that much that he's hiding in his car. One last thing about him, I had to go to his Twitter.
2: Can you just imagine that was a real thing? Where you been, honey? It's like I was in the shed in the woods eating the peanut butter. You don't let me. I was just face fuck holding the peanut butter. While you were over here watching the sports ball, I was face fucking a jar of peanut butter in the woodshed.
1: I just want to read this one tweet that he did yesterday. I'm in big trouble if there's ever a hashtag me too movement for my farts. I mean, that's comedy. But like it's not an account writing that as like a, you know, like the joke, like, like I'll do that sometimes on purpose, just to, like a uh, hack, hack, hack. Like he's writing that as like, hey, this is funny. I might have trouble sleeping tonight after watching three minutes of that set.
2: All because I brought up the RG Manning fucking
1: wiped himself from the Internet. Dude, that's how wild this show is. I mean, you you watch that set. The only thing that can bounce you back after that set would be a cold Miller Light, Joe. That's oh, the only man. thing. It's
2: a little early in the day here. Not that it's not five o'clock somewhere, but I'm still having my coffee. Otherwise, I would have a Miller Light. I've got a big day ahead of me. I've got a couple shows tonight. I've got a fridge full of Miller Light. Well, I'll be I'm, drinking some Miller Lights this weekend, Andy. I mentioned it's the, the heat here.
1: Yeah. And I mentioned the heat, guys. Like, if there's anything better, if, there, if, there's, if uh, there's not a better coping mechanism as far as dealing with the heat than relaxing with a cold Miller Light.
2: It it's that time of the year where you go into the cooler, you bring out a cold Miller Light, and the first thing you do, you put it on your neck. Ooh, yeah. All that. First, you just get, the, get that original light beer cologne, then you pop
1: it open. Oh, man. Well, summer is here, and this is the time to drink your cold Miller Lights. It's great tasting. It's only 96 calories. You can have it delivered right to your front door. And unlike all the other light beers, it doesn't taste like water. It tastes like beer. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew, go to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ninety-six calories and three point two carbs per twelve ounces.
2: I got to shout out our boy Hall of Famer CT. He tweeted at us yesterday because he sends us a lot of uh, pictures of him on the golf course drinking Miller Lite, which I appreciate. It, yeah. it, somet- sometimes it just makes me go, "I'm going out right." I'm. I'll, I'll sometimes see CT's tweets. And I'll be like, I'm putting my bag in my car. I'm going to play golf and having Miller Light immediately. But he said it should have started this from the beginning at Miller Lite and hashtag golf seven twenty twenty two. He gave the date and the course he's playing Sun Willows in Pasco, Washington. And then he showed us a Miller Light out on the course. I love this, and I and I will say to dirt balls, dirt balls follow this hall of famers lead i want miller light picture on the golf course date what state and what course you're playing in say city state and course i love this miller lights from all kinds of different golf courses in america yes please i'm gonna be doing it soon
1: yeah send those our way at the dirty sports or at miller light tag on instagram and twitter so you brought up this Derek Jeter doc. I haven't watched it yet.
2: I have a lot of things to say about this Derek Jeter doc. First of all, I'm just offended that there's an eight-part Derek Jeter. It's, it's, it is offensive. Eight parts. It's, but, it's but That's the
1: age we live in. How long was the Brady? How long was the Jordan?
2: Yeah, but Brady and Jordan are arguably, arguably, the greatest players to ever play their sport. Derek Jeter is not the greatest player to ever play his sport. It's not close. He's not in the top twenty. He's not in the. I, I don't. I. I. I dare I say he's not in the top fifty. Uh, he's not the best shortstop of all time. There are so many players. You can't. You know. You can't. You can say. Tom Brady's, you know, has this many like Peyton Manning should, but like, Tom Brady has all the the records has all the Super Bowls has all the things. I, I said this the other day because I saw this tweet and I, and I tweeted this from my account. No, I tweeted it from dirty sides. I think uh, I'll pull it up. This is, this is, this is the problem. This is everything that's wrong with sports content today. Adam shine. Derek cheater is the greatest shortstop in baseball history. Go. And I said, this is why, We need to stop airing propaganda films. A-Rod won three MVPs and had five seasons where he was number one in his league in war. Jeter had zero of either. Derek Jeter wasn't the best shortstop on his own fucking team. You're a member of the sports media. You've watched one episode of an eight-part propaganda film, and you're calling him the greatest shortstop of all time. He's just not. He's just not and you can say steroids this steroids that whatever that is not like is anybody thinking that a rod was on steroids his entire career so anybody thinking that a rod was in on steroids in high school when he was far when he was like essentially the michael jordan of baseball he was the original lebron james when they were the courting him in high school this is the next great thing Derek jeter is does, could, isn't even close to a No, no. MV- you know have any shortstop of MVPs in its insanity. You guys can l- listen to the dirty size podcast we just put out. I also have a, there's, there's a big thing is about 10 minutes in the documentary. Derek Jeter, lifelong, lifelong Yankees fan wanted to be a Yankee was, t- was telling people from the age of five that he was going to be the Yankees shortstop. I just believe they fully made this up. I believe it's fully created. They talk about he wore a New York necklace. We never see it. They show his childhood bedroom where there's a Yankee uniform just nailed to the wall. It does not look like a childhood bedroom in the fucking 80s. It looks like some grandmother's fucking living room. It just like I fully he, he gets drafted sixth, and he says he didn't even know the Yankees were drafting six. You're a lifelong Yankees fan. Your dream is to be the Yankees shortstop. You don't know they're drafting sixth. I believe it's a. I believe it's a fictional tale. And I'll say this, and I want to add this one thing. You know, you know, our my friend Tony Calabrese. Yeah, you've met Tony, you've met Tony a couple of times. I
1: don't Tony think was, I've actually ever. Have I ever met him?
2: You had to have met him at some point, right? I don't know if no, I have. You stayed at his house. You Stayed at his house in San Francisco. Anyway, my brother Mikey took a hot poker to Tony's ass after our conversation, after the phone call about greatest high school athletes we've ever seen. And Mikey got Tony all riled up that I didn't even mention his name. Tony was slotted to go, I believe in the third round of the Cubs out of high school, uh, decided to play baseball at Seton hall where he tied many, uh, tied and broke many Big East records, including most home runs in a big East, uh, tournament game. I think he tied Mo Vaughn with two, uh, But he, Mikey, got him very riled up that I didn't even mention his name in the greatest high school athletes. And I'll just say this first of all, apologies that I didn't put you in the class with three like NBA veterans. (laughs) But also, if you watch the clips from the from Derek Cheater and Heist, I will say this I'll give you this I'll give you this uh bit of like apology compliment. Tony Calabrese was better at high school baseball than Derek Jeter. Based on the clips that I saw, they they show, they show 15 clips of Derek Jeter playing high school baseball. They don't show him hitting a ball hard one time. They don't show him hitting a ball hard one time. This Derek, I'm I'm of the opinion now that Derek Jeter's entire career was propaganda. I'm starting to think above average high school baseball players if you let them play 20 years in the big leagues, he get 2500 hits. We
1: got 3500. Yeah. Right. Well, he was an
2: above average high school baseball player. No doubt about that. He was really good. But I mean, this Derek Jeter, you look at, you you know, you know, uh, Greg Maddox, I believe, won 15 or more games. 15 or I believe he won 15 or more games for 17 consecutive seasons. He won four straight Cy Youngs. One with the Cubs, three consecutive with the Braves, 92, 93, 94, 95. Derek Jeter didn't win an MVP, didn't win the Baton hook. My point is, how are we making – you want to make a two-hour Derek Jeter documentary? Cool. Then make a six-hour Cal Ripken one, a seven-hour Tony Gwynn one, an eight-hour Greg Maddox one, a 45-hour Barry Bonds one. But we're just – we're making eight-part documentaries? about a guy who's essentially sole accolades are he stockpiled hits on a team that went full retirement tour for five seasons. We're like, we're going to stink, but Derek Jeter's going to keep collecting singles. And he was on a bunch of championship teams. Where's the Robert Ori eight-part documentary?
1: Well, look, I, I think we we're just we're realizing this, and I'm realizing it more as I get older and the more I learn how things work and the spins and the i mean i mean what happens is they they just nominate somebody right like like and you see in the entertainment world just as much i'd argue I, i and this isn't me being a hater like you dude i see it all the time where i'm like how is this person suddenly the guy or the girl who's she's she's now the comedian or what the I'm actor, saying, but, but like, or, or but but that's my point is like that's what they've done with him, which is weird because, look, he he obviously played for the Yankees and they won all those titles in the '90s. In New York's the biggest market in the country, and it's la is a huge. Mar-
2: Listen, on those teams, they always got a big slugger, right? It was always. Tino Martinez and Giambi and A Rod. But he was and, the good
1: looking, soft spoken. Right.
2: And then they always had an ace pitcher. They always had Jack McDowell and Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit and you know Jimmy Key. They always had closers. They always had Wetland. They always had Mariano, the greatest closer of all time, right? So now we're going to like the third or fourth best. Listen, LA is a huge market and they always had Shaq and Kobe or they had Pow and Kobe. But the guy who is clutch, the guy who is the captain, who also named Derek Derek Fisher, tons of clutch shots. Why are we not? Why are, why don't we have an eight part Derek Fisher documentary? The well, soul, look. but through all the changes in the Lakers, the soul, the guy yeah, who but, always but, hit the big but, shot. But, but
1: to be fair, I mean Jeter was so consistent. Did he bat three hundred for his career? Yeah, I mean that's not easy to do, man. Like like we can't diminish. You can't diminish the longevity of things like that. I know what you're saying. You're basically just saying he's overvalued and overhyped for what he actually was.
2: Yeah. Tony Gwynn's career batting average. What do you think Tony Gwynn's career batting average is? 325.
1: 338.
2: Tony Gwynn's career batting average is three. Thirty eight. Let me let me ask you something, though. You're not Tony to Gwynn's career batting average with two strikes is three oh two. The next best in the fucking post World War One era is Wade Boggs. at Two sixty. Three thirty eight. Tony Gwynn could come back from the dead, play four seasons of baseball, get four at bats every day, not get a hit go back to the, the earth and still have a higher career batting average than Derek Jeter. Give him a 400 part documentary.
1: But again, he didn't play in New York. He didn't win all those titles. This is why we know this. What, what about this comparison? You're not going to like it. I said longevity. He was consistent. He was clutch when he had to be in the playoffs. I mean, do you see an Eli Manning, Derek Jeter comparison?
2: You can see it if – here's the thing. It's comparable because they're in New York. The difference is in five World Series, five World Series championships, Derek Jeter has one World Series MVP. Eli Manning in two Super Bowls has two. The, the quarterback on a football team is – so much more important than every that you it's like being the three, four and five hitter on a baseball team of which he was never
1: the the guy. How many shortstops have won MVPs regular season?
2: I mean, off the top of my head, Cal Ripken won one. Yount One, one, uh, Tejada won one Larkin. One, one, Arod rod, one multiple. And he
1: never got one.
2: He didn't win a batting title, dude.
1: But again, we know this. It's it's the marketing, it's the Nike, it's the Gatorade, it's the, the the Jordan brand. It's that's what it is. Is they they nominate these guys. Do you know how
2: many do you know how many batting titles Tony Gwynn won? Eight.
1: Eight. Oh, I was right. Good guess. Eight. I look as someone who's not from New York, but still obviously grew up a baseball fan and followed baseball. I never, and this is, I'm not just saying this to jump on Joe's side. I never understood the Jeter stuff. I didn't. As someone from Ohio, I, because he's not, he's not, he was never charismatic enough from my perspective. But But here's
2: the thing about, here's the thing about Jeter. If Jeter is the guy, if Jeter is the LeBron, if Jeter is the Shaq, if Jeter is the fucking, even the Steph Curry, where you're like, this team is Derek Jeter's team and they won five championships, but he never was. I, I would argue, I, I bet you in those five championship years, I would, I would bet that he had the best war on his own team maybe once. The thing about those Yankees teams they they A-Rod had the best war in the American league. Five times.
1: But Joe, like the thing about those Yankees teams, especially in the nineties, they were teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they, they weren't, I never viewed them as a fan, as a, as a high school kid. When I'd watch those Yankees games and I'd watch those playoffs. And then even into college, I never viewed them as, Hey, he's the guy. Well, he never was the guy. But, but that's my point. I'm saying they were like legit, all-encompassed teams. They had pitchers, they had relievers, they had your stars, they had your utility guys. They were a great. They were got
2: every put, year. Put together the team. best closer. They had the best closer. Who? How many? How many? How many part documentary does Mariano get? They had the best closer in history. Which come playoff time can't be overvalued. They would go out and they would find. They'd be like, "Who's the best pitcher in baseball?" Is here. Oh, hated Yankee rival Roger Clemens. We'll take him. Jack McDowell. Mike Mussina. Oh, Mussina. The Orioles don't. Let's get. Let's go get the Orioles ace. Andy Pettit. He leaves. He comes back. Always pitchers, 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 starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching. Starting, pitching. Dude, they would Wes. always go get a three-hitter, a four-hitter. They're going out and get MVPs, but that's my point. MVs, is it is, portable? Is,
3: uh, I'm just saying
1: the, there never the was. Eagles. There never was one guy. I All I'm saying is, to me, those Yankees teams were just really well put together. Great yeah,
2: because teams. what they did and what the Yankees fans love to do is they had these the core four. They had the, the young guys. They had the Posadas and the, the Jeter and the Bernie and the thing, and they keep those guys. And then they just go and get the best three hitter in baseball and plug him in. They go get best ace. They go get a, sure. a big reliever. They go get they have the closer. And they, they put the stars around their core. But to pretend that the core, is, I mean, why doesn't Posada get it? I don't know. Anyway, the documentary part one was fun because they did a lot of Yankee stuff that wasn't just Derek Jeter based. But there's also I'm just through one episode. I'm like, oh, are we just going to make things up.
1: Are you going to watch all of it?
2: Yeah, I am just because I'm fucking miserable about it. That's and also, amazing. and also I'm going to find, you know, it's a Spike Lee thing. I've got to find like, who's the greatest director in history from San Diego. Cause we need the Tony Gwynn 45 parter Tony Gwynn, every baseball season ends. I want all of November, every Mr. No call it Mr. November, every single day in November, we show a different part of the Tony Gwynn documentary.
1: Nobody would would watch it. You know that nobody would watch it. Why not? Because Because he doesn't tell you to. Yeah, it's true. People are brainwashed so easily, man. They've been told their whole life. Yeah, Jeets. Respect. All that. The commercials. The women. He dated just from the models to the uh, amazing actresses. All that. To his gift bags that he would give women after he slept with them.
2: Which he cl- he claims didn't happen.
1: And that's actually a knock against him. I think the gift bags I agree. are I think I the, agree. Gif- the gift bags are hilarious. Yeah, man. I don't I don't know. I did see a tweet about baseball and the average cost for a family of four to attend an MLB baseball game. Tony
2: Gwynn hit over 300 for 19 consecutive years. Number one, Tony Gwynn, stand. Joe, no chill. Well, here's, here's why I bring up Tony Gwynn, because obviously we can make a 25 part Ted Williams documentary and we can make a documentary about a rod and bonds and all these guys, right? There's, I mean, the players in baseball history, again, who are better than Derek Jeter, in terms of like total, you know, uh, offensive, defensive, it's it's like a, a fairly endless list. When especially when you consider his minus 162 runs saved, the the least runs saved in the history of baseball by anybody in any position. When you consider that, the reason I bring up Tony Gwynn is because Tony Gwynn is what everybody wants you to believe Derek Jeter was. Some incredible singles hitter. Some guy who just won batting titles year after year after year after year. Because Derek Jeter isn't Mr. Home Run. And he's not Mr. RBI. And he's not Mr. Defense. right? He's not Mr. OPS. He's not Mr. Slugging. He's not anything. He's a guy who stockpiled singles to the tune of being the sixth most of all time. But Tony Gwynn did that. Tony Gwynn did that. But Tony Gwynn did it for fucking real. Yeah. Most batting titles ever. Most seasons leading the league in hits, seven. Most consecutive seasons batting 300 or better, 19. Most seasons leading the league in singles, seven. Highest career batting average, 338. Highest batting average in a season for a Padre, 394. 394.
1: It sounds like they gave Tony Gwynn the Rob Delaney treatment and they just, they just scrubbed his stats from the internet and nobody knows. No,
2: everybody, it's all out there. People just don't go fucking crazy for it because Derek Jeter was fisting off singles for 20 more fucking seasons while the Yankees stunk. They let him go out there and fucking lead boots and fucking not field the ball at shortstop for five extra years. So he could stockpile singles. So some fucking kid could tip his cap.
1: I'll be interested.
2: A whole goddamn propaganda campaign. The Jordan brand is unbelievable.
1: Oh, they're brilliant. They're Jordan brilliant
2: at it. Jeter, Mello. They're
1: brilliant
2: at it, man. The they're Jordan br- brand is, the I, honestly, the Jordan brand is like fucking, there's more of a propaganda thing than CNN at this point. Like, the, t- is Jordan brand
1: the single mo- like, oh, they're brilliant. Imagine, imagine if the Jordan brand got into politics. Yeah. We wouldn't be stuck with these dinosaur bozo candidates.
2: I mean, Joseph Goebbels is fucking the fuck. Was he the head (laughs) PR guy at 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 the Jordan brand?
1: I mean, seriously, it's like it's like almost like a Nazi run, or like a communist Russia or China. Like like instead
2: instead of hand signal, it's just a guy with his legs spread open, his tongue out.
1: I mean, it's amazing what they've done. It truly is. It's wild. So, I saw this tweet which listed the average cost of a family of four to attend a major of the baseball game. It's for every single team. And uh, I'm getting a call, turn that off. Who do you think the most expensive team is?
2: Well, I Fam- think I saw it was the Red Sox, right? Yeah.
1: Family of four includes the ticket, the beer, the soda, hot dog parking. The, these are the top five most expensive teams to see. The Red Sox, this is average, all things included. Red Sox, 324, Cubs, 312, Yankees, 302, Astros, 293, Nationals, 279. How dare the Nationals? And the bottom five, the least expensive teams to see. You have uh, the Rays, at 157, the Rockies, 154. Pirates. can
2: can we shout out to the rocky shout out to the rockies i know uh i mean maybe i'm allowed to mention it because they are one conglomerate but they obviously they're coors field so if you look at their thing their beer price is especially low i believe it says you could get a a beer at coors field for three dollars correct um uh but shout out to the rockies because I mean, not a terrible product baseball wise, historically, you know, a fairly good product, an incredible stadium, uh, good vibes. So like props to props to the Rockies and, and historically great attendance.
1: Yeah. Then you surprise, have,
2: surprise, you make it cheap. You put a halfway decent product on the field, you set attendance records.
1: And the last three of cheapest are the pirates at 150 a game. The Marlins at 136 and Randy Ruther's Arizona Diamondbacks at 126. So the average cost for a family of four to attend a major league baseball game is $204. It's not that cheap, but I'll be honest. It's not the worst. Obviously NFL is way more. There's only eight or nine home games. So about fifty bucks a person in your family to attend an average major league baseball game,
2: but you know it's four. We're talking about four people, right? Mom, dad, mom, dad, two kids. So it's not the worst. One, those kids aren't ponying up fifty
1: bucks. No. Did you see what Rob Manfred said about minor league baseball pay? Rob Manfred's the goddamn devil. He's so stupid. He's so stupid.
2: I mean, he also, he's on, he, he went on record this weekend talking about the, the all-star uniforms, which I didn't hate, but the best part of the all-star, I'm seeing everybody out there, everybody, all the, all the home team guys in their whites, all the away team guys in their grays. It's just tradition. They, then they went black and white. They went like a Vanderbilt home in a ways. And I didn't hate the uniforms, but he was like, we've always just felt all these guys in different uniforms is shitty. And it's like, how do you, like, do you not have a fucking, like, is there, do you not have people in the office that you run things by? Is not no. one guy. No. Um. I was, uh, sorry, commissioner. I hate to interrupt you. That thing you just said, a hundred percent of baseball fans disagree with you. <laughs> what? A hundred percent of baseball fans love the different uniforms. Well, we're doing it anyway.
1: So, triple A baseball players make an average of 14 grand a year. Yeah, I said that. Triple A baseball players make an average of 14 grand per year on average. Rob Manford was asked if his owners don't pay minor league players. Rob, sorry. Rob Manfred was asked if owners don't pay minor leaguers a living wage because they can't afford to or because they aren't interested in doing so, and he said, "I reject the premise that they are not paid a living wage." Like, dude, what fucking planet do you live on, man? You know
2: the numbers. So fourteen, you said fourteen thousand dollars. They've yeah. so they've they've got to report to spring training in February. Right, correct. March, April, May, June, July, August, September for AAA guys. That's eight months. It's like seventeen hundred dollars a month. Seventeen hundred dollars a month, dude. In twenty
1: twenty two, most minor leaguers will make an annual salary between four thousand eight hundred dollars and fifteen thousand four hundred dollars. The federal yeah, and, the, post- and
2: that's just and and, and that fourteen thousand dollars number was just AAA guys. You're single A, you're double A. You're not making shit.
1: The federal poverty guideline for one person in most states is 13,590. Now, now, now look, some guys have a big signing bonuses. Not a lot of them. but it's, I was just going to say. M- it, a very few. Not
2: most players. And they all work in the offseason. While working out. Or they he's, like, or their kids and they go home and live at their parents' house.
1: He's, he's running away, just running away with worst commissioner of all sports. Like it's not even like, it's not even close at this point. Again, I don't know much about hockey or Gary Bevin, so I can't comment on that. But as far as basketball, baseball and football, like it's not even close as far as putting in the foot in the mouth. Doing awful ideas, letting a team cheat to a World Series, not penalizing them. It's just thing after thing after thing. Seasons canceled. Games canceled. You're a you're a total, you're a
2: fucking no, buffoon. I'm paying. The, yeah. You're a buffoon, dude. You're just a buffoon. And then C League was a buffoon and you're a buffoon. And then we'll we'll cry about. These guys who want, you know, Juan Soto's turning down $440 million. You're Oh, you're holding your team hostage. You want, like, how much money do you need? Well, you made him live like he was homeless. Yeah. When he was in the minor leagues. Juan Soto, of all people, not the guy who had to be in the minor leagues for very long, but some of these guys, four or five years just being homeless. Sure.
1: Yeah, man. It's ridiculous. So I feel like we want to end the show on uh, a funny, light note. Not that it's been so serious. Are you, but- you're not going to play Rob Delaney's standup again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> the final two minutes, we can do this now.
2: I think after pizza and burrito, I think he- and peanut butter burritos, peanut butter tacos and pizza. I believe he might wrap up with some cake.
1: I just want to know what was going on. i want to know what was going on in the kimmel producers head it was just like hey this guy's got a big following on twitter i mean it it, it would be it'd be equivalent of giving a set to wh- what's the guy who always trolls like three-year varsity it'd be
2: barry McCockner just going on <laughs> going on kimmel
1: you know what i'm talking about the that, that one guy. Sometimes my
2: wife, she doesn't like me talking about how overrated Tom Brady is. So I'll just go into the woods. There's a shed in the woods where I do all my Tom Brady hating. I'll pull over under a bridge and Tom Brady hate with my pants around my ankles. Three, year, Let-
1: three year letterman. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. All right. We're going to end with this. We have some calls. We'll get to a few, but I don't even know if we're going to get to many beyond this one. This this opened up Pandora's box for me. So 310-359-8365. This is from our hockey correspondent, Ryan Klatt from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I just like saying that.
4: Hey guys, it's Ryan Clack calling in. I uh, just want to start off by quickly saying thanks for the great discussion on my call about creating an, your all-time band. That was a lot of fun. But uh, anyways, the reason I'm calling today I want sol- is because oh, we've sorry. been going down dirty sports memory lane. and he has been doing some digging for some old bad takes. So I thought I'd share a little memory that I have. This one involves our old pal Joel Chabelli. And uh, Andy, you can maybe confirm this by going back, but uh, my dirty sports memory is like a steel trap. So anyways, this would have been back right before the 2017 NFL season, I believe. Uh, you guys were doing your NFL preview show. You're going through the divisions, making your di- predictions, and uh, you were discussing the NFC South. And it gets to Shabeli's turn to say what he thinks is going to happen. And he says, well, I think this division is going to come down to the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Bucks, Which, like, sick take, Chebele. That's three of the four fucking teams in the division. But can you guys guess what wound up happening that season?
3: The Saints won the division.
4: (laughs) Oh, Chebele. You complete buffoon. So, yeah, but... um, all seriousness. I kind of missed that guy. Can we somehow get another game of those Shabelli you know, Uh, Just so many great moments from that. Uh, anyways, that's all. Love the memories. Stay dirty.
2: I remember that. So I, rem- I remember Shabelli just listing the NFC South teams and being like, this division's going to come down to this division.
1: <laughs> Classic Shabelli. So here's the deal though. I couldn't find that. Ryan said it was the 2017 NFL preview show. I went to that episode. I went to that specific division. Couldn't find it. Was Shabelli on the show? No. Because 2017, Trevor is now the intern. Yeah. So it must have been 2016. Went back to 2016. Didn't hear Shabelli. So maybe... I trust Ryan's memory unless I, I remember I, rem- I remember Maybe, that. Are you conversation. sure it was on the preview show, though, is my question. Th- 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 that's what I'm getting. Maybe it wasn't on the actual because I've titled every NFL year. We'll just do like 2016 preview show, yeah. 2017 and so on. Right. I couldn't I did not hear Shabelli on either of those shows at all. And I remember
2: would, this happening, but Ryan will tell you for sure.
1: So Shabelli was around, I do remember it happening too. Shibeli was around 2016. Maybe it just wasn't the preview show. But of course I had to bring up some old Dust Shabelli now, because for anybody who doesn't know, Joe Shabelli was our first intern, which by the, the way,
2: OG intern,
1: which by the way, I, you know, I just sent him a request and he accepted on LinkedIn does not list 30 sports intern on his LinkedIn. How dare he? A little disappointing, he lists his other internships. No dirty sports internship. But Chabelle was always a great guy. He's a great family. We did some tailgates. We went to some Rams games. Lifelong Rams fan. I'm sure he's just elated that they won the Super Bowl this year. He was a Packers fan for a minute. He,
2: he admitted originally, remember? But he came back when the Rams came
1: back to LA. He didn't have a team, to be fair. His grandfather played for the Rams. Like, yeah. So he's got... His grandfather's jersey. He's got a cool history. So I created this game in 2016 called "Does Shabelli Know?" Because Joe and I learned quickly; he knew nothing about pop culture, about sports That's knowledge. Sports
2: it? <laughs> it was always funny because you try to catch, you try to get him on pop culture, and you'd bring up some shit from like five years before he was born. But I mean, sports-wise, he was an intern for a sports show.
1: Like, but he didn't get sports culture references. Yeah. A, a famous coach rant, a famous announcer rant, stuff like that. He didn't get. I
2: mean, again, he—I I wasn't alive when Muhammad Ali was actively boxing either. But I know he's not Mike Tyson.
1: So we play this game. Does Shabelli you know? And I forgot there is a highlight reel of this from like the first couple years. I have to play some of these. And I'd love to get you. No, Shabelli's in the real world now. He's graduated college. He's got a full-time gig. Good for him. You know, I don't know if you'd have interest in joining us for old time's sake. I would totally do it with him again. You would do it, right? Of course. Love Shabelli. Shabori. So I want to play some of these old clips. And I'll and I'll tell you the date when we do these. This is uh this is some of the best of, of Does Shabelli Know?
2: Doesn't know things. This this is incredible.
1: Does Shabelli know a thing? This should be easy. Okay, so this this is uh this is August tenth, twenty seventeen. What person's record did Pete Rose beat to become Major League Baseball's all time hit leader?
2: Unbelievable. What is with the delay? Chevelli is... Babe Ruth? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, Preno, it's still just as funny hearing it five years. <laughs> five years later, it's still just as good.
2: I'm, I'm surprised that fucking the propaganda didn't make him say Derek Jeter.
1: Babe Ruth. Unbelievable. Okay, this is a good one. Does Shabelli know this movie? Well, okay, this is May 22nd, 2017. The list is
2: long but distinguished. So is my Johnson.
1: Do you need me to play it again? No, I heard it. Okay.
2: I'm saying Shabelli does know. He, he didn't need to hear
1: it twice. I don't know. Oh my, oh my God, God, what an opportunity. How many times do you think you've said that line on our show? 100. You've said it a lot. Have you ever seen Top Gun, Shabelli? Sure. <laughs> sure he he says it with so much confidence sure my
2: my favorite part of the uh, he goes you need to hear it again no do you know it?
1: absolutely not so much confidence okay this one is the all time classic (laughs) (laughs) does he know who says this infamous quote so this is the first ever Does Shabeli Know for reference. This is July fourteenth, 2016. Wow, Joe, this is six years ago. The first ever Does Shabeli Know.
3: See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait.
1: Ray Lewis. Oh! Bart. <laughs> Scott. Does Shabeli Know. Okay, so this is six weeks later for context. We did not. Dude, it was such a hit. We did another Schiavelli Knows just six weeks later. This clip.
3: See you in Pittsburgh.
1: Can't wait. <laughs> um, Shabelli. Hold on. You do. I do not remember the guy's name. This is amazing. I, I don't remember his name, though. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Bart Scott Shabelli. Yeah. How do you forget that? How many times have we gone over that? <laughs> like oh,
4: 25. <laughs> stand- okay.
1: Did you not know oh.
2: Remix to Ignition the
1: first time? So this That's is what, right
2: now. I remember because people used to send me Snapchat of them to listening to it.
1: So many snaps. He missed it. The first three games, the first three games of those No, he didn't know this clip. Okay. Artist and song Joe Shabelli. What do you got for me? No clue. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the song. I don't know what it's called. I don't know who the artist is. You, you don't retain info. That's R. Kelly Remixed Ignition. <laughs> <laughs> who is this? Who's saying this? I just
3: fight him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm this the most the brutal man. and
1: vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. I'm going to trust you on this one. Do you know? Prano says you do not know. Muhammad Ali. Jesus Christ, Shabelli. Really? I thought for sure that was Muhammad Ali. It's Mike <laughs> Tyson. Tyson. That's when I almost um, tried. I
2: drove off the road. <laughs>
1: no he says with such confidence, yeah. really? I thought that was for sure, Muhammad
2: Ali. <laughs> like Muhammad <laughs> Ali, like the great poet of fucking boxing. Full like a butterfly, sting like a bee. He goes with I'm i I'm ruthless. I'll eat your family. I'll eat your kids'
1: brains for breakfast.
2: Yeah, it sounds like that. Sounds like the great orator, Muhammad Ali.
1: Oh. Dude, I forgot how great that segment
2: was. How do you, by the way, you know, at that point, you know, at that point, right? And I, I can't believe we didn't, I didn't even bring this up at the time. I think, I think the hangover, the original hangover comes out in what? 2009? 2009. Correct. You know, the guy had seen it five times by then. You can't recognize Mike Tyson's voice.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think. So let's say should how old is he in 2009?
2: I don't know, but that's a movie that everybody. They made three of them, dude.
1: True. Also, just like Mike, Mike Tyson's name, like his the sound of his voice. That's
2: so what I'm saying. But like, maybe you don't know him because you're not a boxing fan. You're not. You don't grow up with him. But like, whatever. But you seen the Hangover.
1: God, that was such a funny segment. And then I went down the rabbit hole of like, we went from Chebelli to Trevor to EJ, like EJ was like Haley's comedy it came around once every 88 years. And then, and then obviously twerks with wolves, which Aaron, if you still listen to the show, I sent you a wedding gift.
3: Wow.
2: It's amazing.
1: With a little, uh, with a little funny note.
2: Twerks has been golfing twerks. If you listen to the show, I, I saw, he posted a, he posted, uh, I think in the mean girls chat that he was golfing like the closest course to me, like,
1: Torks, let's go golfing.
2: Smash the Miller Lights.
1: What do you think Trevor's up to these days?
2: I mean, you know, probably probably was working on the SPs last night.
1: <laughs> Dude, have you ever said this on air? I think we have. Yeah. Th- Trevor, le- just, Trevor, Trevor just- left
2: us to work for ESPN. <laughs> he, he
1: straight up lied to you about that?
2: I don't know if you lied. Maybe he's worked at ESPN this whole time. I I Fredo.
1: Come on. Didn't he just straight up lie and make that up?
2: I have no idea. I mean, it sounds like if he recapped his day by I got up, I ate eight tacos, I ate two full pizzas, I went to my shack in the woods, then I went to the <laughs> office at ESPN. I would be like, This does seem <laughs> suspect but I don't know for sure. Somebody check Trevor's LinkedIn. Has Trevor been working at ESPN for the last six years?
1: Wow. The dirty sports intern history. You think we're ever going to have another one?
2: Well, I mean, we'd have like a mobile intern. We're not even in the same place. Listen, I could use
1: an intern. It'd be pretty funny, dude. Like if we had a mobile one. Or, or is that it? Like, that was a place in dirty sports history. You had four interns, and there will never be any more. Three and a half, three and a quarter. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what was going on there with EJ. <laughs> you, Prano was funny, guys, because at the time, Prano was like, oh, get as many as we can. Like, I was like, dude, my apartment is so tiny. Prano, I love it. Ma-
2: I love it. Yeah.
1: Prano look, wanted, at fucking,
2: look at Pat McAfee's show. He's got 40 guys on here.
1: Yeah. He's got a full studio. <laughs> yeah. Brandon wanted an intern living in my closet.
2: You had an intern living in your closet for a while. You had fucking, you had old cheese stick fucking DeLisandro.
1: Yeah. Again, I I never, I never want to call DeLisandro an intern. He was getting paid. No offense to you other guys. Look at him now. Working for the jazz, working for the triple A team out in Utah. That's great. Hey, Nick, they hiring? (laughs) All right. That's what we're we, going to do. I, I, I don't really we have wanna, other calls. I mean, we got some. Do you want to get do you want to get to some? I mean, give us one more call. Okay.
2: I, th- I thought there were some good ones I saw you had listed.
1: Th- there are there's some good ones. Let me. Uh, are you looking at the.
2: Yeah. Oh, I like I like the one you've got at number three. That could be quick and easy. I think it's like a ridiculous question. And then maybe oh, okay. we go. maybe we go with another one after that.
1: Yeah, let's do number three.
3: Hey, Joe and Andy. It's the number one dirt baller from South Bend, Indiana. Stephen Dermer calling. Uh, so I was having a discussion with some friends over the weekend. Kind of a would-you-rather type situation. But uh, would you rather full pads, NFL pads, take a hit from any – So I mean, we'll say Ray Lewis, get hit by him full force, full pads, everything, so whatever, I mean, you gotta take that chance of any injuries at getting that, or would you rather take a full hit with the same thing, full NHL pads, but one of the bigger guys in NHL, I can't really name one off the top of my head right now, but uh, take a full hit, full speed, just like any time you see it on the ice, you always see it, and looks hard, but I don't know. I think if I had to choose, I think I'd NFL hit. I mean, it's it's definitely going to hurt, but those pads are going to take a little bit. And I mean, I don't know. I think either, either one is going to
1: suck, but. I think- okay. I mean, I'm not going to play the rest of the call. Let's just get through this. Uh- this
2: is a fucking no brainer for me. I mean, obviously the big hockey hits you see, they're always like a blind side. They're always a guy getting what like, but like, let's, let's take, let's take the. The everything out of the equation, you know, if it's a blindside hit, it's a blindside for both. If it's a straight up hit, it's a straight up for both. You get put in the boards, you get put out of bounds, whatever. I'm taking that. Do you know the average size of an NHL hockey player is six one two ten? 210. That's how that's the size of your. Is that small? Yeah. six one two ten 210 is the average size of a hockey player. That's an NFL wide receiver. The average size. The average size of a NFL player six 6'2", 245.
1: Okay, well, let me ask you this, though.
2: I mean, w- w- Ray Lewis is 40 pounds bigger. Like, are you asking
1: the, me the, about the being on ice? Uh, what do I, what does that matter? I don't know. Because if you're on skates and ice, I don't know. Does that affect uh, it? Versus here's the th- solid here's- ground, like you're on grass versus. No.
2: Here's here's why.
1: I'm just asking. Okay? I'm just tossing. Here's why.
2: There. You look at hockey. I mean, we're I, obviously. I'm assuming we're going within like the boundaries of the game. Like Ray Lewis isn't hitting you with an axe, right? So, in football, the guy drives you to the ground. You also have Ray Lewis landing on top of you. In hockey, they hit you and you go. They don't. They don't wrap and drive you. They not throw you to the ground. They hit you. You go down. Yeah, you could hit your head on the ground. I mean, we've seen NFL guys sit there. I've hit my head on on a football field with a helmet on, too. You can get fucked, like, depending on how you hit your head. It's a no brainer for me. The size, the driving you to the ground, I would take the hockey hit all fucking
1: day. Yeah, you could also be checked into, I don't know if you're being checked into the boards like that.
2: So I said, those things have give. Listen, I get there's bad hockey hits, dude. I, I've been told the story of guys coming out of college, their first hit in NFL preseason, they shit their pants. Yeah, I it don't hit. think I don't think NFL players are hard, just so much bigger. How hard these guys hit? That's I'm just going. I'm just going size alone. Like honestly, I can't even. You can't even make an argument for me the other way. Yeah. Unless you're saying, oh, it's a blind, well, it's a blind head hit. You 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 think you'd rather take a blind side hockey hit than what fucking you know, uh one of those blind side across the middle, you know, what what's his name did to fucking Antonio Brown? Or like what like <laughs>
1: Vontez Perfect. Yeah. Okay, which let's let's end on one
2: Perfect one. is bigger than every person has ever played hockey in history.
1: Yeah. All right, take a look. What do you what do you want? One through five. What are you thinking?
2: Uh, you go. You, you, can pick the, you can pick the last one. I think I closed it. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's do. Let's do another quick hitter because I think I think I think number five will be a quick hitter for us. It's kind of a no brainer for me.
4: What's up, dirty sports? I saw a tweet the other day. That kind of broke my brain. Would you rather not be able to watch the regular season or the playoffs in any sport ever again? You only, you only get to watch one the rest of your life. What would you choose? All sports.
1: All right, stay dirty. Okay, so you can only watch regular or postseasons. It's a no brainer. Postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Postseason,
2: think about, think about if you had all the sports. Think about. All the sports, you can only watch postseason, right? You've got baseball. You've got all of October, right? Now we have football. You've got all of January. It's just a couple months later. And then basketball,
1: you've got the whole summer. April, May, June. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Then you're going to go collegiately, March Madness. Yeah, you, some, could,
2: you could fill in your calendar pretty easily with just
1: post-seasons. You could. And not only that, I was thinking more of the competition. Of course. And, and the intensity. And the
2: Imagine watching all of a regular season and then just being like, let me know what happens. <laughs> you watch 162 Mets games and then you're like, I'll did, be they, honest. did they win at all?
1: Who's saying regular season to this? Like like who who's on that train?
2: I don't know. Reds fans. You really had to do that? You really had to you really had to go there?
1: New York Giants fans? I'm trying to find this tweet. Anyway, anybody who says that, come on, fix your life. All right, 310-359-8365, that's a hotline. We got some other good calls, I'll get to them next week, guys. Thanks for leaving the uh, the call on the hotline. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Reuther. And Joe has tons of social you can follow.
2: Well, you can follow me at Joe Prano on all things social media, except for Twitter where I'm at fix your life. Go to JoePrano.com for shows. Uh, I've got a bunch of shows in and around in Southern California, but the one I want to get out right now for those of you in Southern California is August 25th at the Hollywood improv lab. It's Joe Prano and friends essentially can be doing a longer set. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, if you're in the surrounding area, if you're one of those dirt balls who's come to shows from Riverside or East LA or San Diego or wherever, come out to that one. It's going to be a great night, August 25th at the Hollywood Improv Lab. And then also I'll be right after that. I'll be in Vegas. If you're down in the Vegas area, August 29th to September
1: 4th at the Comedy Cellar. Dude, Las I had Vegas. a dream. I was back in Vegas last night.
2: Wow. I well, had a dr- Feel free to a- visit at the end of August.
1: It's crazy. So I had a dream. No, I got to tell you the dream real quick and we'll wrap this up. So this was the premise of the dream. I was at going on like a baseball, I showed up at a baseball field. The guy where I taught my one year there, who was one of my good friends, he was the assistant principal. So he was the disciplinarian and I showed up and I I haven't seen him in years. To be honest, I haven't talked to him in years. And he basically said to me, Hey man, we want to bring you back. And I was like, really? And he goes, but you're going to be the activities coordinator. I go, well, what's that? He goes, basically a gym teacher. We call it activities coordinator now. I go, so, dude, I don't even have to teach English. He goes, no, man, I'm the principal now. I want to hire you as the activities coordinator. And I said, uh, I said, but here's the caveat. Can I still do dirty sports? This was all in the dream. He goes, yeah, you can still do dirty sports. I was like, it's not going to be a conflict of interest. And if I say something inappropriate, he's like, no, it's cool, man. He's like, you're have, you can't double pay now because you're going to have that pay and then this pay. And I was like, that's really cool. And in my dream, I was stoked. I was like, ah, going go to Vegas. And then I woke up and I told my girlfriend, I was like, I know we're supposed to buy a house this week, but we might have to buy one in Vegas. And what did you say to that? She said, I've never been. She's actually never been.
2: Wow. Well, come out August 29th, September 4th. Maybe i will be a teacher.
1: Yeah. Yo, teacher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yo fool now, now that's a burrito that's a burrito joke rob He should have done
1: oh my god Prino's all-time favorite andy Ruther joke yeah unbelievable well guys enjoy your weekend and for real i might be a homeowner every fingers crossed as of tomorrow i, I always get worried you, you, no homeowner <laughs> That joke there is better than anything Rob Delaney has ever said on Twitter or during a standoff. All right. That is our show. Thanks. As always, you guys have a great weekend and don't forget stay dirty.